Dear listeners, Sai Ram. We now bring you Vahini Satsang. Today's episode was first aired on the 16th March 2017 as part of Thursday live programs on Asia Stream of Radio Sai. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. కర్మ అనున్నది భక్తి అనున్నది జ్ఞానం అనున్నది వేరువేరు అనుటకు నేను ఒప్పుకోను వాటిని వేరువేరు చేయడం నాకిష్టం లేదు కర్మ భక్తి జ్ఞాన సముచ్చయ వాదమును కూడా నేను అంగీకరింపను కర్మయే భక్తి భక్తియే జ్ఞానం మైసూరుపాకు ముక్క మాధుర్యము దాని ఆకారము దాని బరువు మూడునూ వేరువేరెట్లగును మనం నోటిలో వేసుకున్న వెంటనే దాని ఆకారం తినివేసినాము దాని బరువును జీర్ణించుకున్నాము అందులోని మాధుర్యమును రుచి చూసినాము ఈ మూడు పనులు కలిసి ఒకసారే జరిగినవి కదా ఒక క్షణమున ఆకారము ఒక క్షణమున బరువు మరొక క్షణమున మాధుర్యము లేదు ఆ విధంగానే జీవుడు ఆత్మ పరమాత్మ వేరువేరు కాదు కానేరదు ఐ డు నాట్ సబ్స్క్రైబ్ టు ద వ్యూ దట్ డివోషన్ action and wisdom are separate i do not like it to be segregated i will not even accept a collective argumentation about it action is devotion devotion is wisdom a sweet like mysore pak has sweetness size and weight how can you isolate one from the other once we place it in our mouth immediately we have consumed its shape digested its weight and tasted the sweetness therein do not all the three happen simultaneously it does not happen that its shape weight and sweetness are experienced in separate moments similarly the individual the spirit and the supreme spirit are not different they cannot be so what is uh, striking here to me is you now the emph- the emphasis i mean the the uh, force with which swami is telling that you cannot separate one from the other you know swami is reiterating again again and again i don't like it to be seg- segregated i don't subscribe to that view i will not even accept an argumentation about it <laughs> isn't it <laughs> yeah i mean just think of the mysore park yeah. <laughs> next time you <laughs> get the prasadam in the mandir and uh, suddenly you start karma bhakti gana melting in my mouth but um, this is very beautiful because um if you look at the geeta for example um like uh, professor venkatraman used to say uh one fine day you are reading chapter 2 sankhya yoga and you say oh gyana is ultimate <laughs> and uh, then some day some other day you are going and you say no no actually karma neva action is the most important <laughs> yes. then you go to 12 chapter mayeva manadasa may buddhim nivesha nivishishasi mayeva ato urdvam think only about me do only for me yes. say what what more bhakti is ultimate <laughs> then um, so he said he used to get confused mm. with that and then um, so one day um, swami was giving an analogy in the discourse i believe he asked um, 
in the traditional south indian uh, marriages or in traditional any of the indian marriages at least you have a variety of items which is served and one would often wonder why the hell are they making so much uh, you know so much food goes waste you have salty items spicy items sweet you have uh, bitter you have different all the six tastes are all there and um, swami said that's because it is not one customer who is coming <laughs> you are catering to a whole group of customers who are yes. coming and you have to feed them what they like somebody yes. may like dal more somebody may like curry more somebody may like chapati more they may like different tastes so they will take more of that item yes. and if you say you don't have something in that taste mm. um, they will go back disappointed mm. so also the bhagavad gita is not catering to one target audience <laughs> it's targeting different target audience so somebody who is actually uh, in the path of action or somebody who is in the path of devotion um, they get their own answer yes <laughs> in fact in the marriages <laughs> I just reminded of nowadays you know you feel that you know sweet is what people generally like and you know a, a hot item probably will be not so much like but nowadays i think the given the number of diabetes people in, <laughs> in any gathering you have actually more people running for the non sweet items than sweet items that so, is very sweet <laughs> <laughs> so yes taste also change over yes, time yes. god has to keep creating new things and Now, see see the love of swami you know i mean yes. really who in the world can explain atmatattva through a mysore park i am telling <laughs> you it's almost impossible yes. if we read the upanishads you yes. know we will come to know how complex it is in and fact, those people try to make it simple you know papam <laughs> they made it more complicated for us and you know i think this is a living example of bhagwan if you want to love somebody don't confuse him more yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just try to give the simplest Simply. things highest truths in the simplest ways in fact i just reminded uh, in another discourse uh swami is saying how krishna communicated atma vidya to the gopikas swami says that you know there was this clear blue sky and suddenly uh, there was this clouds yes. black clouds and there was this thunder and lightning and then krishna used that opportunity to convert to convey atma vidya to the gopikas and says see that blue sky hmm. that is what is divinity and all this black clouds that covered the sky that is tamoguna that is ignorance beautiful the thunder that came that is rajoguna and the lightning that came that is satoguna <laughs> and friends don't get confused these black clouds they'll go off yes you know with wind the, the same wind which brought the black clouds it will take away the black clouds too yes. so what will be left is only that clear blue sky that is divinity yes. <laughs> I think uh, Swami goes to the level. You know what our mind is preoccupied with. He takes that and Thank teaches us. Uh-huh. He knows that as students, no, we are more interested in the Mysore Park that is going to come <laughs> after the talk. <laughs> so he says, "Okay, if you want that, okay, yeah. through that, I am going to teach you this." <laughs> yeah, wonderful. <laughs> but I think you know. But whenever I think about it, you, you, there cannot be a better example uh, of you know how everything is uh, just. Uh, especially that krishna of- sweets mysore park <laughs> i mean it just melts in your tongue yeah. <laughs> on your tongue when you put that absolutely <laughs> just imagining your that ghee. <laughs> your ghee and the he says the weight and the shape yes. and the taste all yes. three change together yes and um, um there's another uh, thing which um, 
Swami was saying, approach us. Basically, when yes. you are talking of bhakti, jnana or karma, there are different approaches to the same goal. Yes. And Swami is very vehemently saying that they are the same. Hmm. Um, on another occasion, I think, again, it was Professor Venkatraman who asked Swami this question. He asked him, um, Swami, uh, what, which is the superior path? Dvaitam, Vishishta Advaitam or Advaitam? That is dualism or qualified non-dualism or Advaitam, that is non-dualism. And um, Swami looked at him and smiled. And, uh, you know, uh, common sense and, you know, what we read Adi Shankara's uh, different bhashyams and um, <laughs> he says, the only antidote to ignorance is knowledge. And only through knowledge you can attain self-realization yeah. because that is the ultimate, uh, all that jnana, that is the ultimate step and all that. Swami's answer was totally out of the blue. Mm. He said, for the person following Dvaitam, that is the ultimate path. <laughs> <laughs> for the person following Vishishta Advaitam, that is the ultimate path. Mm. For the person following Advaitam, that is the ultimate path. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole funda. <laughs> you know, once Bhimsen Joshi, the great mm. Hindustani vocalist, yes. was asked, Panditji, which is the easiest raga to sing? <laughs> then you know what he told? That which I sing the best is the easiest to sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Wow. <laughs> but I think the I think the deeper point here is that we may be on any path. Uh, one problem that uh, you know we often experience is that uh, you know we become attached to the path on which we are, and therefore this problem arises. You know yes. that a person who is on the path of bhakti marga will probably somewhere in the mind subconsciously that thought develops that only bhakti is you know. Yes. And if you go to a sannyas, he will tell only jnana. Or if you go to a social worker, he will tell no, only the path of action is there. I think uh, Swami is warning us, you know, against those tendencies. And I feel uh, this also brings in an element of compassion in us because as spiritual sadhakas, one of the greatest challenges that we face, you know, for example, suppose if I go every day for suprabhatam, I feel that going for Supravatam is spirituality. <laughs> and every person who doesn't go for Supravatam is a non-spiritual person. <laughs> you know, this is a real challenge which, yes. we, which we see around us all the yes. time. You know, if you go to Mandir every day, yeah. then you will tell others, you know, you don't go to Mandir, you are not devoted to Bhagawan. Whereas somebody will say, Mandir, I am doing service in hostel. You know, uh, you don't yes. know that is devotion to Swami. See, hmm. this is a challenge I feel which Swami is warning us against in the sense yes. that, you know, Swami is just trying to tell us that you may follow the path which best suits you, but that doesn't mean that everybody else should follow the path that best suits you. Yes, you know exactly. That's the I think that's that's an important thing that I kind of personally take away uh, from this. I'm just reminded of Pedariti Garu. Mm -hmm. You know Pedariti Garu. I remember seeing him looking after Sai Gita as a student. You know Sai Gita was opposite the senior boys' yes. hostel, and to be very frank. I used to always think, what about this person here? He spent all his life just looking after an elephant because he was not even coming for darshan. Yes. You know, for anyone, whenever they did any service, especially when, when you had Bhagwan in his physical form, <coughs> the greatest uh, uh, reward or the greatest reason why you did any, did any service was, you know, you will get one chance with Swami. That was there so much in everyone's mind. And here is someone who was like serving day in and day out and not even getting a darshan of Swami. And I used to feel, I mean, sometimes I, 
of course this was in my school days but i used to feel what a miserable life here i mean he spent all his life just looking after an elephant he doesn't get any chance that uh, people who have done even 100th of the service that he is doing have got like so many photographs of swami and he's got nothing absolutely and uh, after you know sometime back when we are doing the story of sai gita i started interacting with him and about 2 years ago i started asking him about himself you know i asked him don't you ever feel that you know i need to do something else because now sai gita also is not there you know now so many people who is not go outside now they say okay let's for a break let's go to badrinath let's go to kedarnath you know why don't you don't don't you think you need to do something else don't you feel you have missed something in life he says missed for the last 40 years he has not moved beyond the uh, senior boys hostel the saigita shed on one side on another side is a canteen this is a, this was a triangle in which his whole life has been revolving <laughs> and he says why i should go anywhere i'll tell you something swami has given me the greatest blessing and what is that i don't know how but i just don't have any desire wow <laughs> he said no no i said no but don't you feel you have missed something like so much you have missed 40 years miss is it i don't know what is that you are saying miss because i am really feeling so full is saying that i just don't have any desire i don't know i just the only thing he does now when he has time when he is not serving in the south indian canteen is for the first time in his life now he is opening you know swami's life story so this is satyam sham sundaram if i go to his room no he will tell you know what when swami was child no he went to the tree and there he picked uh, apple from the tamarind tree or now he is reading all that with great joy <laughs> <laughs> like a child he will share the stories okay but is what he says i feel like i am the i am the most happiest person on earth so i feel that is something someone who spent all his life in karma marga yes, yes. but bhakti was so you are so steeped in doing that karma because of bhakti for bhagwan yes and yes. he reached that stage of in some ways that stage of jnana <laughs> where he says i don't have any desire <laughs> you know this story i just reminds me of that famous anecdote that that king comes on the banks of a river and he sees a person in loin cloth is just lying there and look yes. gazing and the king tells him why are you wasting your time why yeah. don't you get up and do some work and then he says okay if i work what will happen if you work you will get a livelihood you will get money then with the money what you will do then with the money you can buy so many luxuries and with the luxuries what i'll do then you can relax and enjoy your life and then he tells the king what do you think i'm doing now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. so i think in a way yes uh, yeah there's actually. another thought which just came to me like karma bhakti gyana um it's also a question of integrity yes and it's a question of um um you know swami says manas sekam vacha sekam karma nekam so if a person is following uh, gyana marga for example can he cease to act Yeah. <laughs> you cannot say I you am cannot. following the path of exactly. wisdom, so I will not act. No, which means you are not truly following the Gyanamar. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so you cannot say I am not going to act. Yeah. I mean, inaction is the biggest action. Yes. So even if you sit without yeah. doing action, that is an action. Yes. How can you say I will not act? Yes. And then um, intention itself is bhakti. Yes. Like 
um, if that intention is sanctified towards the self that is jnana over yes. so uh, th- there is a question of and you know that's why as you were mentioning suprabhatam and other things um, it's like um, unity of thought word and deed when swami says um and he says another thing very beautifully he says there is no difference between spiritual and worldly life correct yeah so uh, it's like every action that you're doing if you are in tune that's what it is correct <laughs> in fact uh, you're talking about professor venkatraman i remember one occasion when swami created a pen for professor venkatraman mm. and you know then later swami asked him what are you doing with it and he said swami i have kept it safely but what are you doing with it now swami only when some very important things spiritual things <laughs> i am <laughs> uh, using it to write swami said chi what is this <laughs> why how can you distinguish this is a spiritual thing this is yes, a non spiritual yes, thing yes. in fact the, our bhagya sir's famous experience i think you also have uh, you know shown it and again and in this year's alumni drama also they had depicted it where yes. he goes to swami and tells yes. swami i want to go to the himalayas i want to do self inquiry and then swami says if you separate worldly life and spiritual life in 1000 births i will not give you what you want yes. so he does the math okay he says okay if i live 70 years and 1000 is 7000 my god gone <laughs> 70000 so i am not going to get what I, then he falls at swami's feet mm-hmm. you know and then so see i i feel you know where else will you get such teachings you know except yes. for uh, the way bhagwan has given us it's so beautiful absolutely, absolutely. but it's just that whatever you path you follow you got to do that uh, yes yes truly Correct. follow that sincerely only then the other things will happen i think very important word that cg brother has used is integrity yes see if you are if you if you are committed yourself to the path of devotion yes. uh, based on your intuition or your uh, yeah. you know orientation then it is very important to have a very high ideal in that you know yes. and and then be very honest with ourselves yes. and then keep on moving in 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 that direction to the best of our ability yeah. i think then eventually the knowledge that okay the gnana bhakti yeah. karma all eventually combined will come at some point in our lives yes. but that integrity i think which he yes. said was extremely yeah. critical whichever path you may follow yes. it yes. just reminds me of ramkrishna paramahansa you know he's, he's devotion was so intense yes that uh, he he never saw mother kali as a statue he, it was it was a living mother and towards the end when he has that problem with his throat when he has the cancer and <laughs> that's when and mother and he says mother i cannot eat and mother says well, how does it matter <laughs> you are eating through so many other <laughs> mouths <laughs> you know yes. i think that is another uh, i mean a very beautiful illustration yes. i feel that you know how bhakti yes. ultimately will lead you that stage of unity in fact uh, one experience that i have read about ramkrishna paramahansa is that uh, i think it was swami turyanand when ramkrishna paramahansa was lying on the bed in his last days suffering from throat cancer and all his disciples are sitting around him and he is looking very meek and tired and so i think swami turyanand was called hari before he took sanyas i if i am not wrong so hari comes in and uh, he asks the master master how are you and the master tells him hari i am in lot of pain and i am suffering and then everybody around also kind of supports that yeah look at the master he is suffering so much and then hari says but you look so happy and immediately ramkrishna bursts out into a laughter and mm-hmm. tells this rascal has caught me so <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's caught me yes he's caught me because everybody else hmm. believed him that he is suffering hmm. but it was only hari who knew that he knows that he is not the body hmm. and actually he is always in place how can he suffer, suffer. so this again an example of gnana and bhakti you know come together wow <laughs> wonderful 
Fantastic. So let's move on to the next paragraph. Pratikaryamu, Sevamayamu, Premamayamu, Jnanamayamu, Kavalanu. Jeevitamyaka Vibhagalu Anintilonu, Karma, Bhakti, Jnanamulu, Nindi Undavalanu. Ittivanine, Purushottama Yogamu, Anduru. ఈ భావాలు ఆచరణలోకి రావలను నోటితో చెప్పిన ప్రయోజనం లేదు శుద్ధమైన భక్తి జ్ఞానములతో హృదయము వికసింప చేసుకొని సాధన చేయవలను నామామృత మాధుర్యములు జీవిత కళయు వేరు కాదు నామము యొక్క ఆంతరిక ఘోషకును బాహ్య జీవిత కళకును సామరస్యమున్నది love and wisdom. Every aspect of man's life should be saturated with action, devotion and wisdom. This is verily called the Purushottama Yoga. These feelings have to be put into practice. Merely speaking about them is of no use. After one's heart blossoms with pure love and wisdom, one should engage in spiritual practices. The nectar of the divine name and the art of living are not different. There is a concordance between the name of the Lord resonating inside and the art of living outside. I think there are so many powerful statements here, isn't it? I mean, you have Bhagwan saying that after he mentions about how every activity should be suffused with spirit of love, wisdom and service. He makes that statement that after one's heart blossoms with pure love and wisdom, one should engage in spiritual practices. <laughs> and you know, it, it comes back to what we were discussing before we started this session. I mean, in the beginning of this, uh, yes. uh, before we started chapter 5, where there is no point in trying to do something to reach somewhere. And I think that's what Bhagwan is uh, here hinting at. After one's heart blossoms with pure love and wisdom, one should engage in spiritual practices. So what are your insights on this, Aman? Now, I think this is extremely powerful because, again, you know, our understanding starts with this. Let me do fasting so that I can develop love for Swami. Let me do Japa Yoga so that my heart blossoms, so that I get wisdom. Let me focus on Tattvamasi. Swami is making the whole equation totally turn around, you know. And he's saying that uh, spiritual practices have to be done after the heart blossoms <laughs> and not the other way. Spiritual practices are not meant for the heart to blossom, yes. but the heart has to blossom first and then spiritual practices yes. have to be undertaken. Uh, see, one thing that I, I, I that, that resonates with me in this statement, of course, as we discussed that uh, this has to be approached from a deeper dimension uh, of exploring oneself first and then from that emerges everything that we do. Uh, two perspectives to, to this I, I can probably share. See, the first thing is that the purpose of sadhana is to dissolve the ego at some level. The purpose of sadhana is to dissolve this body consciousness. But unless uh, most of the times or many times what happens is spiritual sadhana strengthens that ego. And you know, that is why we have to go back to Dharmavahini where Swami says that any act that is done with body consciousness is adharma. 
this may be an extreme statement uh, it may be a very powerful statement for us to digest but even at the surface level uh, what it means that even if you are doing sadhana as a personality i am a personality aman javeri or i am cg sai prakash and this personality is doing this sadhana to achieve x y z goals then all you are doing is you are only strengthening your your ego your body consciousness identification right? with identification body. with the body so i think the precursor to that is and i think that's what swami indicates that you know once you look turn inwards then you explore a dimension deeper than your mind and then the actions that follow naturally will be aligned to the spiritual objective of our life that is one way of looking at it the other way of looking at it is once your heart blossoms then there is nothing like spiritual activity then everything becomes a spiritual activity yes the reason being that i i interpret this blossoming of the heart as blossoming of one's awareness or you know being aware of awareness see we are aware all the time but we are not aware of our awareness we are aware of the thoughts that happen to us the moment we start becoming of the aware aware the moment we start becoming aware of the awareness that we are then uh, there is a certain element of consciousness that gets uh translated into all the actions that we do yes in buddhism there is a famous meditation called dishwashing meditation right which is you wash dishes and you meditate it is not the dishes that is that that have some power you know which is going to give you some <laughs> great power within you but the 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 level of awareness with which you do things is actually what differentiates maybe a spiritual activity from a non spiritual spiritual activity may be something which you are doing consciously For example, mantra japa. What is mantra japa? You are consciously aware of the sound that emerges from your mind. Instead of being aware of the sound, you are aware of the hands that are washing the dish, or the tea cup that you are, the the tea that you are drinking, right? So I feel uh, another way to look at it is like this: once the heart blossoms, then every activity can be translated into a spiritual activity. Even if you are traveling in a bus, traveling in a train, waiting in the line. that moment itself can become a spiritual activity by just becoming aware of yourself because ultimately that is what is swami that dimension of swami within us is is yes. that our own existence yes in fact uh, i mean to put both the both the perspectives together ultimately what swami is telling in dharma vaini also is that you are supposed to be guided only by the atma yes that is what is the atma dharma correct and so if you are doing anything that is dictated or that is a trait of the atma then you are okay yes so here also if you know that you are the atma then you are you know you are in that awareness yes then whatever you do yes will have uh, uh, the right way to go forward Correct. you know Correct. you are in the right direction that's true only problem is that you know many times when we use the words like atma or brahman Difficult. or self <laughs> they are very big words very big words you know and then uh, Uh, the the human mind the the society in with which we live no yes it creates social constructs yes. so atman is also a construct yes. for somebody who is uh, who is a charvaka for him atman may be something else yes for somebody else it may be a word used by rss for somebody <laughs> it may be addressing your own self <laughs> exactly but that's why i feel that in the spirit of uh, introspection no even if we use simple words like awareness of our own existence yes or awareness of our own aliveness see yes. we are alive yes but how many times do we experience our aliveness yes see how many times in a day do we actually 
just sit back and say okay let me experience my own aliveness my heart beating yes or blood flowing in my sensations in my body right yes i have personally felt that even doing that you know not even going to the level of i am the self who is all yes. pervasive which is true yes. and which is where we all have to reach even not doing even that but even looking just closing our eyes or even with eyes open just experiencing our own beingness aliveness no mm. that itself brings an element of you know immense joy and peace it may be short lived yes. but it still exists so yes. even from that perspective if we start moving no yes. we can make good progress and what also occurs to me is you know as you mentioned atma is a very heavy word for people to fathom digest yes. live it uh, in real life but i think that is the reason why ultimately swami brought the discourse to love true because i think that is something okay to whichever level you can understand yes. that is something that everyone can relate to because ultimately if you see it is all about compassion because swami may have brought it down to compassion yes yes and i think that is something that everyone can relate to true i think and if slowly you start practicing compassion as you do it more and more yes. then you you will increase your level yes. of understanding yes. of compassion it's true that's true and i think that is one practical yes. way yes. of uh, in fact one more thing which is very true is the more we go within ourselves the more compassion we'll be able to manifest outside absolutely we don't have to kind of you know really look out for dogs on the street to feed them <laughs> and believe in ourselves that oh yes. now i'm following <laughs> compassion which yes. which is also what we see many times yeah. but uh, let me give you an example so recently there was again in the field of neurosciences there was research done on buddhist monks who have meditated for more than 10000 hours in their entire life and uh, they Uh, compared the brain structures of these monks with people who have never meditated in their lives mm-hmm. and what they found out was that a monk's ability to manifest compassion was far far higher than a layman's ability to manifest compassion mm. similarly your responses to fear anxiety pain are much much more minimalized in a monk as compared to a non meditator this doesn't mean that only meditators will follow or achieve the goal because that's what we are discussing but the point is this by meditation what they they have taken as mindfulness which is something yes. that word that is being uh, popularly used nowadays yes. but i think mindfulness is just one way you know uh, turning inwards and rooting yourself rooting your mind not in the world in the objects of the world which are constantly changing but rooting your mind in a deeper truth Yes. will also make that change so the more we root ourselves in a deeper truth and which is the deepest truth according to swami it is our own self yes so the more we root our minds in those no the qualities of compassion empathy love yes. will naturally manifest yes. i don't think we may have to bring in a lot of effort to yes. to to yes. achieve those or you know to see those happening in our yes. life and i think a simpler way is you know just going by what swami said you know you are god you are god yes you are god if you just keep telling yourself yes. the other person also is god the other person also is god then automatically you know only godly uh, traits will yes uh, uh, demonstrate from you you know will exude from you in fact there is <laughs> some uh, there's a uh, interesting group called love at work uh, sometime back i had the chance to meet one of them their group which started in australia and now uh, it's an international group so their whole idea to put it in a nutshell is how to basically translate this love into real life situations 
and so they have these exercises where each person tries to imagine swami in the other person in your professional space in your social space in your personal space and they share their experiences and uh, the transformations that have happened yes. in them in the surroundings in the situation yes and they compile them also sometimes and Wonderful. it's really oh, uh, amazing stuff yes. uh, that comes out in fact they they released their uh, uh, new bulletin just today this morning and i happened to see that and just to share one example you know so now they are thinking okay now there is so much of technology around us how do we um, harness Uh, the power of technology you know we got to live with technology but how do we use this to divinize our day to day activities so there is this uh, software developer you know he says you know i do a lot of coding and uh, so as i am coding you know he thought of i have to do namasmarana in some way so in the code you know he try to encrypt sairam so what he does is he makes it an alpha numeric script for sairam so where a stands for 1 and s stands for 19 and you know i stands for 18 uh, for 9 so sairam for him is 191918113 so that is that is sairam for him so he says i insert this code in the comment section of all my code you know in the scripts that i write and for you know for my peers it is some number which the coder has put for his reference so they don't bother about it so and nobody deletes it <laughs> but i know <laughs> that that is my namasmarana so similarly there is another person who says that you know whenever he finishes a little bit of code he puts a heart symbol there okay just to remind him okay i offer it to god you know this is an offering to the god so after he, she finishes everything then before you send it to the boss then she removes all the heart symbols but everywhere she has put a heart symbol it's constantly to remind that okay this much is for god this much is for Beautiful. god this much is for god <laughs> in fact one of the organizations that i went for my phd you know i was very surprised in fact uh, you know just so that uh, just so that the readers uh, the viewers also know it's not only that today we are talking about love and all these things i am experiencing it myself that in the corporate world also a lot of people are talking about these values yes. and how they can be translated and to one of the organizations where i went they were undergoing an exercise called empathy building mm-hmm. where what they do is the moment you enter the organization you have to pick up a card and on that card there is a random person's name in the organization you may or may not know that person and you are supposed to go and talk to that person for 5 minutes mm-hmm. and enquire about that person's well being wow and uh, luckily when i was there they have this fortnightly meetings where everybody comes together to share their experiences and i was able to witness uh, some of the experiences that these people had they didn't have any uh, typical spiritual orientation or anything but you know when they they came on stage and then they said that you know we didn't know this person we went and spoke to that person and more than that person being feeling happy we were the ones who experienced happiness wow. we were the ones who experienced well being and uh, they are now institutionalizing this process wow so yes it's true that uh, it's possible to practice these things and even yes. corporate organizations are doing it now yes absolutely i mean uh, definitely um, anything that you do uh, even though your goal is not spiritual but if you do anything towards that direction worldly success will automatically happen Correct. it's just the shadow as swami says as you climb the coconut tree and the shadow you're automatically climbing yes. the shadow also yes <laughs> i think that is also the theme of the next paragraph oh is it so <laughs> i think we'll have to keep that <laughs> for the next <laughs> session 
let's pray to Swami that you know he guides us to understand uh, further these beautiful ideas uh, that he has uh, so painstakingly written almost 40 50 years ago and he gives us the strength to not only understand but also practice whatever we have understood and experience the joy of living a life where prema vahini becomes the way of your life and living thank you so much aman for joining us and we hope thank we you will so have much thank you so much for having me here it's a pleasure and it's a great opportunity that swami has given and my immense gratitude to bhagwan and uh, your entire team thank you so much we hope that you can join us also for future sessions so dear listeners so that brings us to the end of Vahini Satsang, as always, please feel free to share your feedback. You can write to listener at radiosai.org. And if you are reading the Prima Vahini, please do share your thoughts. If you have any questions on this chapter 5, we could take that up in the next session. Please feel free to experiment with what we are discussing. We are doing that ourselves. But it would be very nice to listen from you about your experiments with Prema, your experiments with this stream of beautiful life that Bhagwan has given all of us. Thank you so much for being with us. Sairam. You were listening to an episode of our program Vahini Satsang. This episode was first aired on the 16th March 2017 as part of Thursday Live from Prashantinilam on Asia Stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Thank you and Sai Ram.